I want everybody to go with me to the book, the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation. <laughs> Somebody say holla. <laughs> These kids are hungry. Okay. Talk about dragons and beasts. All right. Now today, today I I I I want y'all to hear my to hear my heart. So I I want y'all to listen to what God wants to tell us. Amen. And obviously you want to shout, you shout, but but I want you more to listen. Because I believe God is going to, God is challenging us uh, to go deeper. And today I'm going to talk about, we've been chosen to go higher. We've been chosen to go higher. And, and so I pray that this word may, may touch you as it touched me preparing this. Uh, when John told me uh, uh, if I could preach today, uh, first of all, I was mad hype. Because y'all haven't invited me since y'all started youth, but that's all right. Um, 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 but the fact that I'm here is, is, is a blessing to be with you all, and uh, I love you all so much. Uh, but Book of Revelation, chapter number four, I'm going to read one verse to start off, and then towards the end of, my, of the sermon, I'm going to read maybe seven to eight verses, no, actually 11 verses. Um, it has nothing to do with the rapture. It has nothing to do with dragons. Um, it has to do with us going higher. Um, it's interesting when you look at uh, uh, Revelation chapter chapter four, by the way. When you look at the, when you look at the book of Revelation, the Bible says that the book of Revelation is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's called Revelation because God reveals to John himself and what he's going to do. And so, of the twelve disciples that walked with Jesus, John was the only one who had the privilege of seeing what no other disciple saw. And so the question is, what qualified John to get that revelation? Why not Peter? The dude walked on water. Why not Matthew? He was a tax collector. Why not Luke, who was a physician, even though he wasn't a disciple? But why John? What qualified John to see that? And of all of the 12 disciples, the Bible says that John was the beloved disciple. And I don't know about you, but there are some things that I only show to those that I love. And I'm not saying that Jesus don't love Matthew, Jesus don't love What I'm saying is there are some things that I, uh, uh, my, there are some intimate things I only show to my wife. Because I, may, I might love you all, but there's something about me and Petri that, that I can show her stuff I can't show y'all. One, because it ain't none of y'all business. But there's some things I can't show y'all because we don't have that relationship like that. So the deeper you get in a relationship with somebody, whether it's somebody you like, whether it's your parents, the deeper you get into the relationship, the more you get to see things. And so John says, God gave me a revelation and I'm not saying that God did it because he was really close to him, but it's, it's cool to conclude that those of us who get closer to God will see God from a different light. So God is going to challenge us today to go higher, to go deeper. Revelation chapter 4 verse 1 says, After this, I looked. 
After what? Well, he saw Jesus, the fire comes out of his eyes, and, and a sword coming out of his mouth, and all that symbolic. It's not literal. And, and, and he falls onto his feet, and Jesus tells John, I'm the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, and the end. He who was, he who is, he who... I'm, I'm, I'm him, right? I'm the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning. And then after he shows him, the Bible says, and John fell. He fell, the Bible says, and John fell as if he was dead. When he saw God in his splendor, and after he falls to the ground, chapter 4, verse 1, he says, After this I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. It wasn't enough for John to be thrown on the floor and feeling his presence. God said, no, no, that's not enough. I want to take you to a dimension where you're not doing church and just feeling on the floor and doing church. No, no. He says, I want you to come up because there are some things I want to show you. See, see, when you're here in this level and you're, you're thrown on the floor, you feel goosebumps, your hairs get up, you throw a tear here and there. But God is telling us, I don't just want y'all to be people of feelings, I want you to be people of vision. I want y'all to see. So to rise to a higher level is going to require us to be flexible, to experience the change. There are people that live the, their entire Christian life, thrown on the floor. Oh, my God, we had church. Oh, my God, it was powerful. Yo, you saw that, and you have no ego, and we're doing all that. But God, but God is trying to take us higher, but to go higher, we've got to be willing to be flexible to accept the change. Only those who change are able to go to a higher level. If you're not willing to change your, your, your attitude, your disposition, your ego, and your diva spirit, if you're not willing to change that, you will always be where you are today. But if you want to see what God wants you to see, if you want to experience what God wants you to experience, the first thing you got to do is come up. Because every process of promotion, every conquest, and every growth will demand us to give up the condition today. In order to become who God wants us to be tomorrow. That's why the voice spoke to John and said, John, don't get hype on, on the fire. And don't get hype on the presence. He says, you got to come up. In other words, you got to change your role. And so by reading these verses, come up here. It's obvious that the voice John was hearing was not at the same level John was in. It was obvious that, that what John was hearing wasn't coming from a lateral position. What John was hearing was coming from a vertical position. And he was saying, I'm hearing something in the heavenlies. So if I want to be where God wants me to be, I got to position myself to what God wants me to have. You cannot go up, young people, unless you're willing to hear the voice from above and respond to the voice from above. So if we go up, We'll be able to understand what will happen from this moment on. Let me tell you, let me tell you, son. Some of us are dealing with issues, and it doesn't make sense in our lives today. You know why? Because we haven't made it our decision to go up 
and see things from a broader scale. Let me explain what I'm trying to say. If we don't do that, we're going to look at our immediate circumstance and feel like God ain't fair. People don't like me. I got issues. Let me tell you, one time I used to live in DR for two years. I was a bad kid. I was doing crazy stuff. My mom shipped me out the country. And for two years, I was in DR. And in DR, it was legal to climb houses. So I used to, my mother, my grandma had a house, and I used to climb on top of the roof because on top of the roof, there was a big tree, and it had guayaba. And I used to eat some fruits, and I used to be chilling there. And when I finished in guayaba, I would throw stuff at people, hit the motorcycle. I mean, it was just crazy. And I remember, I remember that I would climb up my grandmother's house. And I would go up there, and from that view, I was able to see whoever was coming to visit my grandma. And back then, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't know. So I literally would run down the house and say, Wella, Wella, Titi's coming. Why? Because I was at a position in height that allowed me to see what my grandma couldn't see. So when you go up, young people, you'll be able to see things that people cannot see. That's why the Lord wants to take you up. Because as long as you're in this lateral position, you're going to pity part of your situation. You're going to cry about your mess. You're going to be in sobbing and in turmoil. But once you start going up, you're going to see that right now you might be crying. But down the road, there's a blessing coming your way. Right now, you might be hurting. But the higher you go, you're going to see what God sees for your life. He's calling you to come up. To go up means you must be willing to change your way of thinking. If you want to go up, you've got to make up in your mind. I'm not going to be here no more. I'm going to rise up and I'm going to change my mindset to the mind of Christ. So if you want to be like Christ, you've got to be willing to go up. God will save us. And God came down, Philippians chapter 2, and he saved us and he restored us. But notice, Jesus never lowered himself to our level. Never. He became humble to save us. But he, he did not become like us. He, he, he became a human to redeem us, but he did not become a sinner. And even though he reduced himself to us, now he says, at this level, you got to step up to my level. Young people. God is challenging us this evening to be young people on fire for God. To be young people that all you think about is what God has for you up in the heavenlies. So if you want to come up, listen to me. You have to stop observing and start reaching. There's a difference between observing and there's a difference between seeing. There's a difference between desiring. And there's a difference between reaching. A lot of people desire good things. I want to go to college. I want to get married. I want to have a house. I want to have a car. And you don't go to school. And you dropped out. And you don't do nothing for your future. You don't want. You're just desiring stuff. But you're never going to reach it. you got to shift from observing what God has for you. And you got to start reaching what God has for you. There are many that want to reach God's purpose in their lives. Yet they refuse to work at it. There are people that want to be used by God, but you don't pray. There are people that want to be used by God, and they don't read the Bible. There are people that want to be used by God, and you don't do your souls. How do you expect God to use you? God is challenging us to go up. Now, to go up, there are several things you got to do. In order to climb up, here's what you need to do. Number one, you need to be consistent in your climb. You can't climb Fridays, like get high up on Friday, and go down on Tuesdays. 
If you're gonna, if you want to go up, you gotta be convinced every single day. I'm gonna go higher. I'm gonna go deeper. I'm gonna get stronger. I'm gonna pray harder. I'm gonna believe more. If you want to go, and God wants you to go, you've got to be willing to be consistent in your climb. Number two, you must be willing to overcome your fear of heights. I don't know how many of you guys, when I was small, I was afraid of heights. I can't stand being in the bridge, especially the, 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 the George Washington Bridge. Oh, my God, I can't stand it. But there comes a level where you mature in Christ knowing that God only takes you higher to show you more of what he has for you. So if you want to come up, you must be willing to observe and stop reaching. If you want to come up, you must be willing to leave the carnal level and climb to the level of the spirit. Jesus tells John, come up and check this out. Check this out. At once I was in the spirit. And there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. Because when you leave the carnal and you start going up, you transcend from Christ. Listen, once you start going up, your priorities begin to change. Once you start going up, you're going to realize that the things of the flesh, the things that, that you like to do, the things of, of, of the flesh, the carnal things, they begin to lose its force and strength over you because your eyes are fixed on the prize. So how would you respond? If you heard the voice of Jesus Christ telling you, come up today, what would you tell them? No, you know what? No, no, not yet. I, I, I still want to lie a little more. I still want to cheat a little more. I still want to be a, Lord, I know you're calling me, yeah, but, and that's all good and daddy, but right now, I love what I'm doing. I love doing me. I love my ego. I love my pride. I love my spirit. It's all about me, and I, and I know you got a plan for me, but I like it here. How would you respond if the Lord would tell you right now, this second, this moment, come up, what would you say? You know in the Bible, there was a chick by the name, well, we didn't got her name, but Lot's wife, God told her, leave, leave Sodom and Gomorrah. And she didn't want to leave because she had a house and she had furniture and she had a, a screen TV and she had curtains and she had pillows and she was so happy. You know what happened? Fire came from heaven and it burned the city and it turned into a statue of salt. Listen, 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 listen. You got to be willing that when God gives you a word and when God tells you to come up, let it all go for the sake of the call over your life. It's easy for us to recognize the voice. But it's hard to make the decision to follow that voice. I recognize my wife's voice wherever I go. Sometimes I go to Nordstrom, the outlet. And, and, and the clothes rack is really high. My wife is really short. And I go to the store, the north, you know, the north rack. And I'm there and I, and, and I can't see my wife because she's small and the clothes is higher. And my wife is always on the phone. So I don't even have to. At first I would be like, why not? And she wouldn't pick up. She wouldn't respond. But what I would do now was I would just listen to my wife. Because I knew somewhere in that place she's talking to somebody. And even though I didn't see her, my ears are so tuned to hearing and identifying her voice that I was able to find her even though she was embraced with so much clothes. You know what I'm telling you? The more you develop a relationship with Jesus Christ, your ear is going to be in tune to God's voice. 
And the more your ears are tuned to God's voice, everybody could be talking and everybody could be chit-chatting and everybody could be screaming. But there's something about your ear that you have deciphered to hear the word of God. That's why when you learn how to develop a hearing with the Lord, anybody can tell you she's the one, he's the one, do this. No, no, no. But your steps are ordered by the word of God. And you're not going to follow what everybody says because you have a word from the Lord over your life. Listen to me. Stay right there. Supposed to be smart water. Stay right there. Listen to me. When you hear and you know the voice of God, you don't do what people tell you to do. Hey, can you give me a word? When you, when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, when you're going high in God, you don't make decisions because somebody said the Lord told me to tell you. No, because you know God's voice that you don't need me to tell you what God wants to tell you by yourself. Listen to me. God wants to take you higher so that your ear could be in tune to hear God's voice. Listen to me. You will never recognize the voice of God. If you don't develop an intimate livelihood with him. To live in the spiritual level is to live our lives by the word of God. Listen to this. And in obedience to the Holy Spirit. Because God speaks to us through his word. But God speaks to you through his spirit. And sometimes you don't remember the Bible verse you read in soaps. But the Holy Spirit is here. And he's here, and he said, oh, don't do that. Don't post that. I, I know you look nice in them little bikinis, but don't post that. The, 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 but, and, and you begin to bypass the voice of the Spirit. What, what, what am I trying to tell you? you we, we got to get to a realm where our ears and our spirits and our attitude and our lives and our disposition is led by the voice of God, who all he wants to do is take us higher in him. So if you want to come up, you must stop observing and start reaching. If you want to go up, you must leave the carnal level and climb to the level of the spirit. If you want to go up, my last point, you must shift from being a churchgoer to becoming a lifestyle worshiper. <laughs> lifestyle worship is not conditional. Lifestyle worship is relational. You can go through all of your struggles Yet your mind is set on the things of God and you're living a Christ-like life. John was abandoned and put in the island of Patmos when he wrote the book of Revelation. They were in a hot pot of oil. They left him to die. Yet his current condition never altered his position. And it was out of that burnt apex it was out of that burnt moment that he had the greatest revelation of the greater things to come and look what he says after this now you got to see the guy like a kentucky fried chicken he says after this i looked and before me was a door standing open in heaven and the voice i had heard <laughs> that sounded funny Look what he says, and the voice I had first heard. What does that mean? He was able to recognize the voice of God. He was familiar to God's voice. That when God spoke, he said, oh, that's God. I heard it before. He said, and the voice I had heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, come up here. And I will show you what must take place after this. Now look at this. 
At once, at once. That means instantly, at a blink of an eye. At once, I was in the spirit. I was in the world of God. At once, I was up in heaven. When God says, come up, he was down here. But the moment he obeyed and he took that word and he made it himself instantly, he says, at once, I was in the spirit. And there before me was a throne. Oh, God, I really preach it. There was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. And the one who sat had the appearance of Jasper and Ruby. A rainbow that shone like an emerald encircled the throne. Surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones. And seated on them were 24 <laughs> elders, Jesus. And they were dressed in white. And had crowns of gold in their heads. From the throne came flashes. Look what he's seeing. Just because he went up. From the throne came flashes of lightning. Rumblings. And peals of thunder. In front of the throne, seven lamps were blazing. And these are the seven spirits of God. Also in front of the throne, there was what looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal, and not her. In the center, around the throne, were four living creatures, and they were covered with eyes in front and back. The first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face of a man. And the fourth was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and were covered with eyes all around. This is all just because he went up. Listen, all around. Even under its wings, day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and this who to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever. Look what happens. The 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay down their crowns before the throne and say, you are worthy, O Lord and God, to receive the glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they were created and have there being. Look, look my, my, my point is, when John goes up, he no longer focuses on his burning position. When John goes up, he no longer focuses on the fact that he's isolated in an island by himself. When John goes up, he's no longer focused on the people that hurt him. When John goes up, all he sees is God's glory, God's splendor, God's power, God's provision, God's favor. And he begins to say, I'd rather be up here in the presence of God because there's something about God in my life that the more I choose to go deeper and higher, the more I enjoy the glory of the favor and the power of God. So as I close, I want to challenge you students that we have been chosen to go higher. It's cool to be a disciple of Christ, but I want to be like John. It's cool to say I'm one of the 12. Yeah, I'm one of the 12. But John was the only disciple that God told, come up. Now, this wasn't the first time John goes up. In the book of Matthew, chapter 17, the Bible says that John, check this out. Book of Matthew, chapter 17, verses 1 through 4, the Bible says... There's this place called the mountain of the transfiguration. And that means a mountain when Jesus transformed himself. And in that mountain, it was Peter, James, and John that saw Jesus full of the glory of God. Out of the three, in the book of Revelation, only John sees Jesus again. 
Now, why didn't God take Peter? Why didn't God take James? Why did only God take John? I don't know. But my point is, God wants you to make it your business to live every single day of your life. John went from climbing the mountain of transfiguration to climbing heaven in an instant. And this happened when you have an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. So students, I am challenging you today that God is calling us to go higher. And you know why? We got to go higher because it's up in the heights where the devil can't go because he used to be up there and God kicked him out. He was evicted from the place John was at. The devil cannot go where God wants to take you. That's why you got to make it your business to go higher. I close with this. I close with this. True story. One time, there were some safari men who went to Africa looking for exotic snakes. And they found a whole bunch of venomous snakes. And they wanted to bring it to the States. This is maybe 30, 40 years, or 50, 60 years ago. And they got, a, they got all these snakes, put them in a cage. And they were coming back in a propeller plane. Coming back from Africa, back to the U.S. To exhibit these exotic snakes. So the pilot is flying the plane and everybody's in the, in the cargo area and the planes are in the cage. And the plane takes off. And all of a sudden, like 20, 30 minutes later, they start knocking at the door of the pilot. Screaming and frantic, saying, the snakes got out the cage. Can you imagine you in a plane? And poisonous snakes are loose. And they're slithering all over the floor. And everybody's running to the front of the door of the pilot. And they're banging on the door saying, open the door. The snakes are loose. And they start screaming to the pilot, bring down the plane so that we won't die. Bring down the plane. And the pilot doesn't bring down the plane. And they're pounding on the door. And the snakes are slithering. And the snakes are going, and they're slithering. And all of a sudden, the pilot couldn't take all the commotion. And he opens the door. And he says, I cannot go down. Because if I go down, it's going to take about 30 minutes to land this plane. And in 30 minutes, the poisonous snakes are going to bite and kill everybody. Here's what I've learned, he says. I'm going to take the plane higher because the snakes cannot handle the pressure of the altitude. So the higher you go, the snakes are going to explode. And when the people heard that, they said, go high, go high, go high. What am I trying to tell you? You want the devil to run from your life? Start going higher in God. You want the devil to run from your life? Start going higher in God. Because the higher you go, the devil's got to go. Now listen to me. The question still remains. Who is willing to go higher? And I want to tell you, you have been chosen to go higher. You have been chosen. Jesus said, I'm going to go and prepare a place in heaven. So that where I am at, you can go as well. Jesus is preparing a higher place for you. The question is, are you willing to go? Are you willing to let it all go? I mean, are you willing to go for broke? Are you willing to say, I'd rather say bye to my friends, bye to drugs, bye to sex, bye to lies, and go higher in the name of Jesus.
If that's you, I want everybody on your feet. This altar call is not for people who want to stay in the shallow. This altar call is not for people who want to stay in the midst of the crowd. Peter stood in the midst of the crowd. And you know what happened? You know what happened? He denied Jesus three times. He cursed Jesus three times. Because when you stay in the shallow, you're influenced by the world around you. But where was John? Right next to Jesus at the cross. Where was John? Pursuing the image of God. Where was John? Following Jesus all along the way. So I'm going to count to three. And if at the count of three, you understand that you have been chosen to go higher. And you're willing to take that step of faith. I don't care who's next to you. I don't care how cute she looks. I don't care how handsome he looks. This is you and God today. And you're going to take a step of faith. Because your eyes want to see what John saw. When John takes, when Jesus takes John up, he doesn't talk about his burning experience. He don't talk about the pain in his back. He has so much impact of God's glory that all he talks about is heaven, streets of gold, crystal sea. 24 elders bowing down. The presence of God changing his environment. And that's where God wants to take you tonight. To the realm of glory. So all over this room, at the count of three, if you want to go higher, I'm going to challenge you to get out of your seat. And I want you to run up here. Like John did. John, the, Jesus told John, come up. And the Bible says, and instantly... He was in the presence of God. When I count to three, I want you to instantly get out of your chair. Instantly get out of your seat. Instantly come to the altar and say, God, I want to go higher. Ready? One, two, three. Come high.